baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ceremonies, Matt Soroyce, making sure the show stays uh, on tempo. <laughs> um, yes, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I looked at a map the other night. There was a, just a graphic of the United States. And, and the, the, the subtop, subtitle was, um, here's how the rest of the country lives. And it was a red, colors were red and green. Green were states that did not still have, or maybe never have, South Dakota, mask mandates. And the red states were the ones that still did. And you know what? Honestly, when when I looked at that, I said, there's hope. Because I would say 70% of the map was was green, no mask mandate. Then you've got the, 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 the it's all it's all the coasts. It's all the East Coast and it's all the West Coast with mask mandates. And so... Uh, there's an article here, and this is the uh, this is kind of an internet thing, right? Patch, ever see Patch? Um, this is the Wallingford Patch, and Wallingford Patch title says, um, "End to school mask date, uh, mask mandates being sought." So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, we've got uh, a lot going on. We have that uh, question earlier about Ukraine and. Russia, China, of course, not uh, not a friend of the U.S. at all. Uh, rattling sabers about Hong Kong, about Taiwan particularly. And I just read last night, 3,000 U.S. troops to Poland. So joining us now on the hotline, nearly lifelong military career, 30 years in military, Special Forces, Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College, now with the Heritage Foundation, a fellow, good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor. It's good to be back on. So um, what are you hearing? What, what do you think the vibe is? It seems the news has quieted just a little bit. We're not hearing so much eminent, eminent threat. But what's happening with, uh, with Russia, Putin, and Ukraine? What's, what's your read? Uh, well, I mean, it's good that nothing has happened yet. That's a positive development. Uh, but, you know, Putin still has over 100,000 troops right on the border between Russia and Ukraine and another 50,000 plus in Belarus, which is right on the northern border of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it's, the, the danger has not gone away. Let's put it that way. Um, we're hoping that the pressure uh, and the stance that the West has taken will cause Mr. Putin to, to pause 
and realize, well, maybe he's not going to get all of the uh, goodies he thought he was going to get as far as a promise that Ukraine would never be allowed into NATO Mm -hmm. and a removal of NATO forces from the former Soviet states that are now NATO countries like the, the Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, uh, Romania and Poland. Uh, obviously, the deployment of troops to Poland, uh, the the sending of of weapons, anti tank weapons and, mm-hmm. and anti aircraft rockets to Ukraine directly for their use, is is sending a strong message to Putin that the West is not just going to roll over and say, "Well, okay, Mr. Putin, you can do whatever you want, and we'll abide by your rules." The heck with the normal rules of, of international behavior. Uh, so the crisis is not over. I'm glad it's calmed down a little. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying, well, Putin just wait until the Olympics are over. Then he's going to do it. And I'm not sure there, there's a tie there yeah, or not. So. I think Putin well. is yeah. biding his time, hoping mm-hmm. that the West will blink mm-hmm. and give him some concessions so he doesn't have to go across the border. Uh, hopefully they won't blink and he'll realize, okay, um, well, I really, it was just an exercise anyway. You guys were just getting too spun up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's baloney, I do but too. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, and I had a caller before and he, he's making the point. I understand. He's making the point that, you know what? Uh, this, this has been talked about before the Russian Ukraine border has been talked about before and, and we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be poking the bear, sticking our finger in the face of the Russian people, and all this other stuff. But I, I see, I, I hear what you're saying. But you know something? This is all Putin's doing. Nothing changed. Nothing had changed. We, it's not like we put in missiles in in Bolivia. I mean, we, there's nothing that has changed that should have warranted this huge, rapid military buildup by. Vladimir Putin. It's not like anything changed. Uh, Ukraine's not in NATO. There's no immediate plans for them to be in NATO. So I'm like, this is this is Putin's doing, and maybe this is more trying to force NATO back to back off than anything. But I, I don't know. I, I'm so torn on this, Steve, because I certainly don't want to see American lives lost at all. But at the same time, you know, my my gro- grandmother, one of my one of my grandmothers was born in Ukraine, so I feel a connection there. I hate to see people lose freedom, particularly to the to the monsters of of communism. Um, I mean, I mean, do you, do you see any rationale of of Putin? You know, there, is there a cause behind this, or is it just, just Putin wanting to do this? No, there there's no cause behind it, other than stuff he's dreaming up. The Ukrainian government in Kiev is not oppressing ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine. That is a complete fallacy. Uh, the Russians basically stole the Crimean Peninsula and then stole the two eastern provinces uh, right on the original Ukraine-Russian border. Uh, and now they are continuing to stir up problems in, in other provinces of Ukraine. Uh, they are just ticked that the puppet government that they helped put in in 2015 was basically chased out by the Ukrainian people, not by the West, not by America. Uh, you know, the, the people said, we don't want a government that's focused on Moscow. We want mm-hmm. a government that's focused on the West because that's where freedom lies. That's where opportunity lies. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Putin just, that infuriates him because he really believes that there's only two types of countries in the world. The big powerful ones that get mm-hmm. to tell everybody else what to do mm-hmm. and the other countries, some of them little, some of them big, but not that powerful like Ukraine, that should just do what they're told. And it, this concept that the Ukrainian people get to decide what their government's orientation is, not Moscow, not Washington, or not you know NATO headquarters. Uh, he just it, it doesn't compute. Mm-hmm. So he's positive if they're not in his boat, then they're lock, stock, and barrel in the West boat, and that means he loses power, he loses face. And it's wrong. He should own all those countries right around him. That's the way he thinks. And the West, I I hope we don't go to war over it, Mm -hmm. but the West should also not back down. Right. This is not something the West has provoked. You are 100% right. It's not something the Ukrainian government or the Ukrainian people have provoked. This is something totally dreamed up by Vladimir Putin and his buddies because they want more power. And Mm -hmm. it's just wrong we shouldn't allow it to happen. We shouldn't have allowed Neville Chamberlain to give away <laughs> Czechoslovakia to Hitler yeah. in, the, in the 30s. Uh, we darn sure, after learning the lesson and the cost of that decision, we shouldn't do it again now. And I'm not saying that Putin's Hitler, Pastor. Don't, don't give, I'm not that much hyperbole. Right, right. Uh, but he will. You can, you can be evil without being Hitler. To get as much as he can. Right. I mean, Steve, you can be evil and not be Hitler. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, let, let's shift gears for a minute. We're talking with Steve Bucci here at Foundation. Um, so one of my biggest complaints about the Afghan withdrawal was the fact that we, we bailed out on the Air Force Base there. And it was the, uh, and, it, and by all accounts, anybody who, who knows anything about this knows it, it highly strategic. Now I'm hearing reports that China is really, really cozying up, trying to cozy up with Afghanistan. And there's the potential, the possibility that the Air Force Base, the Bagram Air Force Base, might be kind of leased out to the Chinese. How bad would that be to have the Chinese to have an air base in one of the most strategic areas in the Middle East? Uh, it, it would be problematic. I mean, at the very least, it's sort of classic China of in the last 20 years of let somebody else develop something, let somebody else build something, and then we'll just take it. (laughs) Uh, Saves them money, it saves them time. They'd be thrilled. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, as we take a hard stand against the Taliban, which I kind of agree with because they're Mm -hmm. not very nice people, uh, and they are doing, you know, human rights violations left and right, the Chinese could care less about that. Uh, and even though the Chinese are oppressing their own native Muslims, the Uyghurs, they don't have any problem cutting a deal with the Taliban uh, because they know it really annoys us and is really a strategic problem for us. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, the Chinese aren't troubled by morals the way we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll go back and forth any way they think provides them advantage. So mm-hmm. it, you're right to be concerned. This would be an enormous strategic loss it would be taking the already bad strategic problem of just losing afghanistan altogether and make it way worse because now not only did we lose it but it's landed in the lap of our biggest competitor 
in that half of the world. Yeah. And, uh, and the Chinese will leverage it tremendously. Mm. They, they love having, you know, beachheads in other people's areas that they can then leverage and work. And, mm. uh, to be honest with you, there's not a heck of a lot we can do about it, no. but, uh, yeah. it, it's a bad thing. And it's not something that should be just passed over lightly by this administration. Like, well, well, it's no big deal. It is a big deal, Massive and it's deal. on Biden's plate. They should have done it differently. They should mm-hmm. have done this more artfully, and they they kind of dropped the ball. And at the very least, they they deserve part of the blame for this problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw an article over the weekend, and and I and I understand it. When you join you join the military to you know it's a it's a volunteer army. Nobody's twisting your arm. You join it. Whatever you joined it for. And so when you join the military, there's, there's, you, you, you have to live the military life. And the military has control of a lot of your life because that's, that's how it works. I get that. You have to follow orders. I get that. There's a number of military people that have, for whatever reason, sometimes religious others, have refused to get vaccinated. And the government continues to press forward. I saw an article over the weekend. Uh, recently, we could have another 300 I think their number is 300 more military personnel released, discharged because they won't get vaccinated. And I'm just, I get it, I get it, you got to follow orders, I get that. But at a time that things are so uncertain with China, with Russia, with Iran, why in the world would we want to reduce our military force over, over vaccination? Uh, common sense would tell you we shouldn't. Uh, the, but the, you know, the, this administration has bought in so much to demanding that everybody take this vaccination and accept their interpretation of it, regardless of religious, uh, beliefs and, and problems with the, the way the vaccine was manufactured, regardless of just conscience on taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing to me that Almost every state in the union gives exemptions on very basic vaccines, you know, polio, all this stuff for kids in school. Yeah. You can refuse to get those and your kids can still go to school. You usually have to sign a release or something like that. Yeah. But with this one, they're, they're saying there's no nothing there. And even where the courts have mandated that they give exemptions, they're doing things like keeping rosters of, of the people that have done it. In some cases, pushing back against the courts. Uh, I mean, we just had another federal judge in Florida who has said, no, you can't punish these two military officers that have refused to take the vaccine. Uh, so this is not done yet. Unfortunately, the, the military can move very quickly with these kind of administrative actions. And they're throwing people out before court cases get settled and mm. i think that's wrong they should you know we should let the courts uh weigh in the way you're supposed to having that branch of government uh before you take administrative action in the executive branch i.e the military mm-hmm. and you're right from a security standpoint it's kind of stupid too because we're putting we're getting rid of some really qualified highly trained and needed people uh, because of the situation right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I scratch my head sometimes. I, I understand 
you know, there's rules, there's regulations, there's a you know hierarchy of command. I understand all that, but again, it just seems it seems so foolish over this issue to to. I mean, how many thousands of dollars do we invest of taxpayers' money training somebody in military, and not special forces, just regular enlisted I, military, right? You know, I, I'm not going to give you a number, but it's a lot. I mean, okay. it's, it's a ton of money. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, time and, so and why you would know, you waste that? Why would you? Why would you throw that out? I just, I don't know. This doesn't. I, I really do not know. I cannot <laughs> give you a, an answer that makes any sense to me, right. other than they're really, you know, they have control over the military folks that they don't have over the general citizenry. Sure. So they're going to push their case there uh, and demand you know, fealty to it. Uh, and, you know, you give up a lot of your rights when you join the military, but there are some that you can still stand on. Uh, you know, you, maybe you'll pay a price, but doing it this precipitously and, and sort of helter skelter over the cliff, yeah. uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense because these folks are still American citizens. And it doesn't make sense from the standpoint of a, uh, of our national security needs, you know, at this time. But uh, that's no, we stopped the government from being dumb. So last question, Steve Bucci Heritage Foundation. Do you think in your, I mean, vast, vast experience, years of service, is, is, is the military been at this point politicized in a, in a unusual fashion? Do you think that's part of the problem or, or no? Uh, I think that's a component of it. I, I don't think it's as big a component as most people like to say. Mm -hmm. You know, look, our generals and admirals are all political appointees. We don't like to think of them that way, mm -hmm. but they, yeah. you know, from two stars and up, they're getting approved by Congress. Mm -hmm. uh, so they are political appointees. Mostly they stay as, as apolitical as they can. When you get to the really big decision makers in Washington, the, the service chiefs, the combatant commanders, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, mm -hmm. those folks, you know, there's there's a huge political component in their decisions, even if it's the not tied to parties. It's political, like, well, we're trying to protect the interests of the military, vice other parts of the government. That's mm -hmm. politics. Yeah. Um, you hope they don't just jump on every bandwagon that comes down the, you know, the, the Twitter sphere, uh, because they should be a little more settled and, and adult than that. But sometimes it appears they do. Uh, so we just have to be cognizant of it and, and realize in today's environment, that's what's happening. Uh, I, I don't think it's as big an aberration over the past as we think. It just tends because we're so separated as a society right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. I think we it's more stark when the military does this, yeah, uh, and and plays along with critical race theory or, or this other crazy stuff. It shouldn't happen, but it does, and and you know we have to uh, address it as a society and where we think it's wrong, make that displeasure known both. Verbally, you know, through our letters to the, our representatives mm -hmm. and especially in the voting booth. Mm. Uh, and if we do that, you know, I think the pendulum will swing. 
But, uh, you know, it's I don't think this is that big a step away from what normally goes on. It's just we don't normally see it as starkly as we're seeing it right now. Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a good answer. I think that's a right answer, Steve. Hey, Steve Bucci, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, take care, Pastor. Have a great week and be safe. You too. Thank you. All right, we we'll take a break. Commercials, news. Come back. Open phone lines. The rest of the uh, half hour. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Got a lot more to talk about, and we take a lot more calls. Will Marty Show, WTIC News Talk, 1080. Welcome back, 1039. Um, here's an interesting story. I, I, I've not been affected by this. I know people who have been affected by this. One of the trademarks, trademark symptoms of the, uh, the COVID-19 uh, virus is a loss of either taste or smell, both. Now there's continuing evidence growing that the uh, long-term effects, the sense of smell, or effects of sense, it could be long-term. This, um, this coming out of a, a study that was done in Stockholm, and um, there are some people that uh, after they, they, a very small group, 100 people, who lost their sense of smell, um, Some of the folks of that hundred have since not gained it back. Um, and also some have had a, a different kind of uh, palate in terms of tasting, tasting uh, sensations, right? Different, different th- things taste differently. So um, I, I don't know. Again, they'll figure out why this is happening at some point. Um, we had COVID. We didn't lose taste of uh, taste or smell. Um but now this is uh, suggesting that a lot of people may even permanently be losing smell. Now, I have talked to people that have lost it for months. I know people that have lost their sense of smell for months, sense of taste, not as long. It seems like the sense of smell uh, has diminished and is lasting longer than the taste problem. But I'm not sure that it's true. I'm just saying that anecdotally. Um, so my question to you is, did you lose either taste or smell when you had COVID? And how long did it take for you to get it back? 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. My sense is, again, I'm not a prophet. I don't claim to be one. My sense is that um, COVID's going to be in our rear view mirror soon. I mean, here it is, middle of winter, dead of winter, when when the infection rates are up. And, uh, you know, the numbers are, are, are telling, right? I mean, the numbers of, of infections and deaths over year to year are, are very telling. And so you, you can say, so, well, middle of winter should be the worst, right? Well, rates are dropping, hospitalizations are dropping, deaths are dropping. So there's a lot of things that are just going down um, be, because it's, it's running out of steam. Uh, and so I, I think by spring, certainly, uh, and if the Wolfpack game was any indication, again, anecdotally, if the Wolfpack game was any indication, I mean, pe- people are people are coming back out to things, particularly as the mask mandates 
are a drop. But to give you an idea, in February of 2021, nationally, there was 104,000, almost 105,000 cases of COVID nationally. In February 22, uh, uh, numbers uh, at this time, year to year. So February 6th, 2021, opposed to February 6th, 2022, uh, 60,000 cases in the U.S. Now, the deaths are, the numbers are staggeringly different. Uh, in February 6, 2021, COVID deaths, COVID-related deaths, 2662. In February 6, 2022, COVID deaths, 396. So, I mean, they're dropping dropping off precipitously, which which makes sense, right? So um, that, that's kind of, but have you, did you lose your smell, taste of smell, sense of, of, of uh, a taste or smell when you had covid and how long did it take? Did it get to come back? And are you still with it without it? I know someone's probably not without it. Here is Frank in Woodbridge. Frank, welcome. Good. How are you doing today? I'm good. Did you ever lose your smell? Have you had COVID, first of all? No, no COVID, no shots, nothing. Well, it's the cannoli. Okay, go ahead. No, nothing. No, I never lost them. Lost my okay. smell for what? Food? No. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I thought. Right. I know. No, that, that will never happen. No, nor did I. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I haven't watched any of the Olympics. I refuse to support these butchers. I agree. Not only not only that, they hate this country, and they hate you and I and everybody yes. else. Absolutely. And these large corporations, and I'm going to name them out right now, Apple, Nike, and Disney. <laughs> yeah. Absolute abomination, these companies. Yeah. They're all in bed with them, and, and we should not support any of those three companies. Mm-hmm. Don't buy Apple, Nike, or don't yeah. go see movies made by Disney yeah, because I agree. they're enablers. I agree. You can't, can't be doing business with the enemy, especially when your own people are in bed with the enemy. can't be doing that. And you said it best, and I think I might have said it before you, but I'll give you credit. <laughs> Capitalism without morality is organized crime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's when you that's start what it is. yourself for morality. I mean, you're in trouble. There is, but the thing is, they hate us. They do. They do. Why should we support them? They hate us. Why should we support them? Doesn't make sense at all. You know, it's really a and I have one, and I'm not going to watch one. And I'm glad the NHL said no. Well, they said no because of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. But I don't care how, why they said no. I haven't they, turned the Olympics even on a station that has them. I refuse to watch them. I will not. The only important thing about the Olympics thing. is February 20th it ends, and if that's when the green light might come for Putin. Well, and that's what people. We just had Steve Steve Bucian. He said the same thing. I mean, not that he necessarily believes that, but that's a popular, it's a popular concept. So it it could be Frank. You know what they say, Frank? Uh, take the gun, leave the cannoli. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Let's go to Mike on the road. It's on the road, Mike. Hi, Mike. Pastor, how you doing today? Good. What's going on? Believe it or not, I had COVID back in December of 19 before we even know. Wow, you were early. You were an early adopter. Wow. Yeah, I lost. Uh, they started my started my head, so I thought I was coming down with a sinus cold. And mm-hmm. that lasted for about two weeks. And then it moved down into my chest. And I had to cough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was coughing, coughing for like a month. And I lost my sense of taste. And believe it or not, we went to a house party. I didn't know. I just thought I had a chest cold. And yeah. we were around people, and I was coughing, and not one person came down sick. Wow. Yep. Wow. How long, how long, were, you I, out, how long were you without your sense of taste? Oh, I, was, uh, I didn't have it for at least a month. A month, okay. Oh, but I was but losing it's all weight. Bad. I couldn't taste nothing, yeah. It's good now, though, right? Oh, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. I, um, 
you know, I've been around people that that's had COVID. I I never had a um, never had you know never caught it again. I actually went for a uh, was it the antibody? Yeah, the antibody test. Mm-hmm. But um, it was too late. You know, it was like a year after I had it. They couldn't sure. detect it. But all right, yeah, Mike, it was thank quite you. A while. Uh, thanks for calling in on the road. We appreciate it very much. Let's go to the former home of the Bristol Red Sox, Bristol, Connecticut, and Ray. Hey, hello, Pastor Will. How are you today? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Uh, well, anyways, let me comment on this. I never lost um, my sense of smell or my taste. Um, I came down with it on December 29th of uh, 21, um, and within a week I had uh, COVID pneumonia, mm. which which I'm still battling very fiercely. Mm. So going on what almost five six weeks and i cannot get rid of the the chest issues have they have so, you got any medication for it steroids yeah like that? i had the what well, steroids i had special cough medicine i had mm-hmm. the microbial the monoclonal antibody yes. mm-hmm. uh treatment um and still i mean to this day and I mean, are you over the covid like, at this what? point you're just you're just handcuffed with pneumonia yep yep exactly uh mm-hmm. all done with the covid you know not symptomatic with any of that just all the, Just the um, lung stuff, yeah. All the stuff associated with the uh, COVID pneumonia, which apparently is worse than regular pneumonia. Yeah. As far as uh, the scarring and stuff like that. Uh, did you at but, any time, Ray, during COVID, did you lose your sense of smell or taste? No, not yeah. not at all. Okay. So. Well, listen, we're praying. Uh, we're praying that you get over this pneumonia, get back healthy, hundred yeah, percent, feel good, do what you want to do, and uh, thank you so much for calling. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, my, Marie, Rick, Corey, hang in there. We're going to come back and set up for the Between Round Bagel last call of the day. You're going to get a, a dozen bagels from the miraculous, wonderful Between Rounds. Going to get a dozen bagels once a month for six months if you're the last call of the day. So 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Will Marotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. We're going to set up for the last call of the day. Last call of the day sponsored by Between Rounds Bagel Deli Bakery, Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon. You're going to get a dozen bagels once a month for six months. What a deal. And uh, it's great. It's great. Let's go to the calls. Let's see. Uh, let's go to uh, East Hartford and Marie. Marie, welcome to the show. Yeah, you're talking about the covert, and I did experience covert, and I didn't have a fever. However, I had um, bad cough. Yeah. I mean, it lasted a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I also had, um, like, you know, when you have a bad cold, but this stuff that was coming out of my nose was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Did you and lose uh, taste or smell, though, Marie? I yeah. lost my smell, but I could taste food, but mm. my appetite was to zero. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just terrible. Mm. And um, the best thing is to take the Mucinex for me, DM, oh, and yeah. Tylenol. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I sound like it. a commercial, but that's really the no, best. No, I've used it myself, and it's very Mucinex is very effective for that post-nasal right. drip kind of stuff. Yeah, very effective. Right. So. Well, Marie, thank yeah, you so sorry. much. I appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, East Windsor and Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. What's going on? So, you, you... 
So when I had COVID, I was mostly asymptomatic, except for the fact that I did lose my taste and my smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I had COVID in April of 2020. I've gotten my taste back, and my smell has come back maybe 20 to 30 percent. And You're kidding? Since April 2020? Wow. Yeah, so we're going on two years here. Wow. And uh, what I can taste, like, so for instance, if I eat, like, say, cheddar and sour cream potato chips or something mm-hmm. like that, it mm-hmm. tastes like I'm gnawing on a piece of sheet metal. Wow. It's, that's it's that's totally, bizarre. I mean, I, it's I don't, totally wow. wacky. <laughs> You know, I tell, I tell you, lot, you don't realize how I much you, lot, you, you like it until you don't have it, right? Taste and smell? Yeah. I tell a lot of people, there's a lot of times where I can eat a strawberry and I can eat an onion, and I can't tell you the difference between the two. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, we're praying for you, Rick. Lord, give Rick back his, his normal taste and normal smell, and let's do it today, please. Rick, thank you so much. Uh, let us go to Wolcott. Wolcott's such a beautiful community. Don't they have that lake out there that... What is it, Cedar Lake? It's it's so nice out there in Wolcott. Kathy, welcome to the show. Yes, Pastor Will. It's so nice to talk to you. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Welcome. Um, listen to you every morning, and I enjoy your show so much. So glad thank to have you. you back. Thank you. Good to be back. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I just wanted to give my little bit on the, um, the COVID with the um, no taste and smell. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a very sad situation. Um, I did have COVID last March, over a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm. And I had every symptom that went with it, full, everything. Including (laughs) um, the the loss of taste and smell? Everything. Uh, And the cough just went on for like six months. But the taste and smell, and I I just, it's very depressing. Mm. You know, there's great pleasure in what you eat and smell. I'm Italian, so um, (laughs) I do miss it. (laughs) I I try to be hopeful that... Maybe it will come back. Um, Again, like the previous caller, um, a lot of the food is just texture now. You don't get that flavor. That's no fun. Well, you know what? We're going to pray for you, too. Pray for Rick. Pray for you, too. Lord, let Kathy get her taste and smell back today. Make it happen, Lord, please. Oh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you so much. Uh, Last call today, sponsored by Between Rounds Bagel Deli. In Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, the last call day winner gets a dozen bagels for six months. Wonderful. Let's go to that last call right now in Essex. Sue, welcome to the show. Congratulations. You are the last call the day winner, courtesy of Between hey. Rounds Bagel and Deli. Excellent. Well, good morning, Pastor Will. Thank you very much. And I have never had COVID, so I can taste and smell all those bagels. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. What's going on? <laughs> oh, nothing. I, I, I'm sure they'll make a wonderful Valentine's Day. Everybody will be coming to the house. <laughs> for bagels, yeah. And they're great, too. I've had them. I mean, they are wonderful, quality bagels, and you'll love them. Listen, i got to put you on hold. Matt needs to get your, your mailing address so he can send you a certificate, okay? Excellent. Thanks. Thank All you right. so have much, a, and I appreciate a... your call. Thank you very, very much. All right, guys, that's it. I can't believe it. We're out of here. That's the whole show. Great show today. Tremendous call volume for a Monday. We appreciate it so very much. Also, Ed, thank you for the amen. A little bit late on the draw, but thank you, Ed, for the amen. Uh, Matt, great show. Thank you so much. I just uh, Did I do that? I did. You got a call back. Uh, who was that, Matt? Who was it? Sue and Essex, you got to call back. I actually hung up on you. You got to call back so that uh, Matt gets your 
uh, mailing address information. Guys, thank you. Great show today. Steve Bucci, thank you for being on. And uh, listen, uh, have a great afternoon. Stay warm. Love you guys. God bless you. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.